0: Welcome to Magic Is Real, the podcast where we focus on spiritual journeys, near-death experiences, and all things metaphysical and spiritual. If this podcast resonates with you, it would mean the world if you could like, subscribe, and share with like-minded friends. Thank you so much for being here with an open heart and mind. I wish you peace, light, and love always. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Magic Is Real. I'm Shannon Torrance. And today I have with me my friend Pearl, who is a psychic medium, and I have Pearl on today because not only is she a medium, she also has a podcast called Spirit Guided. Check that out for sure. Um, But I was really drawn to invite Pearl today because you guys know how much I love to talk about mediumship with other mediums. But She had posted something on Instagram that uh just drew my attention. And it was I love to hear how people discover their abilities. And I loved I love to know um everyone's journey with as a medium. But what she had said was she mentioned that it was her mother's passing and her mother's connection with her that actually led her into this work. So I wanted to invite her on to share that story and and other insights that she has. First, I'm just gonna say thank you for being here, Pearl. I'm really happy to have you and i appreciate you showing up with your energy and your time thank you so much
1: for having me i'm so honored to be here and really excited so
0: me too well first i'd like to know about you I'd, i'd like to know um what your life was like before before either did you always know you were a medium um what was your spiritual background or not spiritual background and what were your beliefs and anything that pertains to your spiritual journey i'd love to learn about you
1: Thanks. Um, fun. And I hadn't really thought about it before I came on. So um, or how to say it, but I don't know that I ever thought I was a medium growing up. I mean, I loved watching um Sylvia Brown on the Montel Williams show like a really young age. I mean, that was like my jam. I actually got to see her in person um before she passed away. Damn. My dad took me, it was an event, but it was still so cool. So I always had a natural tendency towards psychics and mediums. um, But I guess I thought everybody did. And Mm -hmm. um, I definitely had now that I know, and um, that I can do this work, looking back on my life, definitely, there was multiple times where I, I can say for sure that was spirit communication. Um, One of the Things that sticks out to me is my biological dad passed away when I was eight weeks old. Um, it was a tragic. Uh, he his motorcycle ran out of gas and he uh, was walking down highway and a semi struck him and killed him. And I was just eight weeks old. He was twenty three, very young. And um, so when I was a little girl. I had a dad who I thought was my biological dad and I remember specifically one time very clearly that um, I think kids were making fun of me that day and I was feeling sorry for myself and alone and missing my dad who raised me and um, I remember Chris is his name and he came to me and he was you know Texas man saying you know hey darling it's okay and I'm here and I love you and all these really comforting things. And I was like, what's going on? Who is this guy that feels like a father, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like makes sense to me. Cause I didn't know about him. Um, and it scared me to be honest, because I didn't know what was happening. Like I, yeah. you know, um, and I must've been like seven or eight, maybe eight, nine, um, something like that. And so I know I had that communication and then I don't know about you, but I think when we're, um. Pro uh, not programmed uh, designed to to do this work. Um, So I always like when I was younger, and maybe teenage years, I would see like colors around people specifically darkness. So I knew if somebody kind of had like it almost looked like a little dark storm cloud. Like I would know, oh, I don't really wanna go to that party or I don't really wanna hang out with them or I, you know, but I thought that was normal too. Like I thought everybody picked up on sensing things in different ways. So also very much um, experienced that and then realized later, like not everybody did, you know, like I thought, so I don't know if you have those same kind of like experiences, or like, oh. Um, So yeah, lots of things like that, but um, it was really when I was 30 and my mom passed away, um and so i kind of touched on the fact that she had raised me with the impression that somebody else was my dad um so she kept a secret and didn't tell me um when she was alive but i have to credit her she did tell me but it was in spirit so i was just sitting at the computer in my house and this was probably just three days after she died and she came up behind me and was like pearl i gotta tell you something i gotta show you something let's go to the garage And so like, first of all, I mean, it was like she was there. So I was like trusting it and it's your mom, right? So you trust the communication and you trust the feeling, but I was also like, am I losing it? Like I had just had my daughter, my third child, she was eight weeks old. So I was even, you know, in that postpartum kind of energy. And I was like, I don't know, like, this is weird, but I'm gonna do it. And I went out to the garage and she's with me and she's like, look in my lockbox. And I couldn't get it open and she's like, lift it over your head and smash it on the ground. Like it was so dramatic, but I was like, okay. And then it opened up just pop and inside were pictures of my biological dad, Um, his uh, newspaper clipping from when he died, like all this stuff. Um, But I still didn't know yet that he was my biological dad. I just was like, what is this? And she left a checkbook because back in the day, like early eighties, you know, you write checks for everything and it was like, pizza money, beer money. And it was, I could see my dad who raised me and my biological dad overlapping. So it's almost like she like saved this proof that like she was maybe hanging out with both men at the same time. So I really don't know that she for sure knew who my dad Mm -hmm. was, but since Chris died, she kind of had to just, I think she met well and just, um, but, uh, So I show my husband, so I have these pictures and stuff and I show my husband, I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, oh my gosh, this is basically you as a man. (laughs) Like this is your dad. Um, So then I did a DNA test with my dad who raised me and we weren't related. So that was pretty shocking and um, having to go through all of that. But really, I'm just so grateful that my mom came through so strong, came to me so clearly and really changed the trajectory of my life because it was her talking to me and I trusted it. And um, from then I kept having babies, I have five children. And so I didn't really develop until I was done with the little baby raising time. Um, And then before the pandemic, um, well, like a few years before the pandemic, a friend got sick and couldn't make it to a cindy k's show cindy Keza and anthony maraca were coming to boulder and doing a show together um so last minute i got this ticket to go and um
0: and you know, both I- are psychic mediums just in case anyone doesn't know who they are
1: yes celebrities and teachers, and yeah um and i'm sitting next to this woman who it's like the anniversary of her daughters death and like she really wants to connect and like I'm thinking oh no way I'm gonna get any spirit communication but the night had gone on and it was almost over and I went to the restroom and I was like mom like I know we talk I know we have a relationship but it would be so cool if you came through on stage and I go back to my seat and not two minutes later Cindy turns to me and she's like you (laughs) like so strong and brings through my mom to a tee, painted her alive so beautifully, shared such meaningful message with me, and then said, by the way, you're a medium, and this is the beginning of your mediumship journey. And so I was like stunned a bit, you know, and also felt the magic of the night, you know, and trusted it and um, sort of, I think took two years to digest that before i i went and studied under cindy and kind of grew from there and um here we are today
0: (laughs) thank you for sharing that i have one thing to say and one question for you uh i love i love that you brought up trust everybody that watches knows i have a tattoo one tattoo and it just says trust it's not even pretty it just is a word it just says trust Mm -hmm. and it's for that reason because when you said that you just trusted that it was your mother's voice. You trusted it was you you knew you're like, all right, well, I'm on this journey. Let's walk in and go get that box out. Yeah. Most, I think most of us are we all have intu- intuition. Some are more sensitive than others. The missing link is trust. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. It's just trusting that the voices in your head, which we all have, we all have them. We just either dismiss them, or aren't paying attention think their own thoughts. And a lot of them are own thoughts. Um, The missing link, like in mediumship, like if I were to right, like, it's just trust, trust that what you're saying is true, because it's like, when you're reading someone, it feels like you're making it up. It feels like you're just sort of telling a made up story. But it's when they say, yeah, that that that's actually true. You're like, I guess I didn't make that up. Um, So I think that's a really important thing. Not even just in mediumship, you don't have to be a medium. It's trusting your intuition period
1: and i love those those two things that you touched on i mean when i teach classes that's the one of the first things that is shocking to people is like spirit communication is in our own voice sometimes in our head yes and they're like what because like you don't think maybe or or presume that that's how it would be but um it very much is so um, that's important. And, um, I always think development, and I don't know if you found this to be true, but I really think it's just us showing ourselves to ourselves because it's exactly that you get in a circle, you get partnered with somebody and it, all the information lands and you're like,
0: oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you have to yeah. be confident enough to say, I, could, I'm not, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, yeah. but let's just say it, let's just say what's coming. And which is what I was going to ask you when you said you heard your mother's voice. Did you hear it as her voice or your voice?
1: It's funny because I think it's the memory of her voice.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: But I just knew it was her. Just yeah. and I'm grateful that I grew up with, you know, so my mom had her own addiction issues and, you know, alcoholic journey. Um but she used to always tell me that her mom, who passed away before I was born, would come and sit on the end of her bed and talk to her often. So I did grow up thinking that's normal. Yeah. Maybe my mom's a little crazy. Maybe, is it the addiction? Is it? But I knew um, separating the addiction from the person, I knew that it was very real communication for her. Mm-hmm. And she was a very psychic mother. <laughs> I like, yes. couldn't do anything without you know her knowing, just yeah. intuitively. Um, so I'm grateful too to have had that. And then I think that's why perhaps it was easy for her to communicate with me. Maybe it's that bond to that mother-daughter bond. Um, cause our relationship wasn't perfect yet when she showed up, you know, I absolutely yeah. knew it was her.
0: You understand. I, I understand that too. In fact, last night I spoke, I was speaking with one of my best friends and her sister passed a few years ago. And. I said, Well, I'm just gonna, I'm going to sleep right now. So I'm not saying I'm channeling, but I said, I'm gonna just ask her to, I said, I feel her here. Cause we've been talking about her and I know she's here. I just don't know that I'm, I'm like, I've been sick and tired, but I'm just gonna meditate right now. And if anything comes and I just, I was texting with her and I was like, Stan, and then I was like Estelle, Estelle, something like with an EST. And she's like, well, our great aunt, our great grandfather was like. Whatever his brother was stan and then esther was like the other and i was like i don't know why it just she just told me she's sees them there like it's not i'm like it's not i'm sure a message but i knew it because i heard it as a thought but i heard it in her it wasn't my voice it was like her voice which i don't know that well because i didn't spend a lot of time with her in this you know but i was like i can tell it's her energy i can tell that she's saying it to me and i heard it like i hear a thought and that's i think what people often misunderstand is they think we hear like a voice or do you I personally don't visually see spirit with my eyes I have um actually I never have I I thought I had but I realized now that it was an interdimensional being which kind of threw me for a loop because I'm like it had to be a spirit right now it was actually like a blue glowing orb so I guess that's not it but do you ever see or have you seen spirit in physical form or is it more in your mind's eye
1: it's in my mind's eye um I can't think of it. Well, the only time I think I've seen physical form, and I actually think of one of my children too, has seen like dark shades or figures in their room yeah. that they knew was somebody or something. And so, and that can be really scary for a child, I think, yeah, so having to work through that. Um, but I don't know that I've seen any in outside of me. No. uh uh-uh. Right. Just, yeah.
0: And I know I've, I did, I came across mediumship the same way you did, not getting a message from my a mother, but but by studying, like literally understanding first that I was a medium being told by enough people Um, when I would get readings and they all said, you know, you're a medium. And I was like, no, I'm not. You know, I just thought that you had to be born that way, which to a degree being born highly sensitive really helps. Yeah. You don't have to be to, but it's like they say, right? That, um every anyone can learn to play piano for the most part even I even saw a, a video yesterday of a man who has no uh fingers and he can play piano I mean like to mm-hmm. barring not having you know arms like you can learn to play piano um and but not everybody's going to be Chopin or whatever it's like we all have these varying levels and and um so and I think those of us that have it strongly that we're the ones that pursue it and work at it because it feels natural to us and we're like this feels right this feels well, like I don't
1: fit. And I don't know about you, but I didn't feel like I had much of a choice. <laughs> Once it yes. started unfolding, it yeah. was just I had to, cause it's, it's scary. So like, yeah. not only do you go through, okay, am I crazy? And that mm-hmm. lingers for a while to sort through that and figure yeah. out, you know? And then it's like, you have to go develop and that takes years of practice, right? Yeah. And like, I always equate it to, and you've probably heard this before, um, working that muscle to differentiate your own thoughts from spirit communication and getting better and better at.
0: Let's talk about that because I know you teach and I'm actually starting to teach as well. That's a lot of how I describe it to people is they're like, what do you mean you went to school? And I'm like, well, you have the raw materials, which is your, your senses, Mm -hmm. but the job is, and I tell my clients this, I say, you're a medium as much as I'm a medium. The only reason you need a medium is because i'm just happen to be trained in spirit i translate spirit language that's it i'm a translator
1: yeah that's what i say too
0: do you go oh, i love that and i say
1: i'm an interpreter an interpreter I, I interpret images and i hear so i'm hearing and seeing mostly yeah um, and so it's like charades and telephone and i i always just,
0: say that like, yeah i always start off every reading saying you and i are going to play a game of charades you yeah. and me in spirit it's a yeah. trifecta we're playing a game of charades together yep you, the only difference between you and me is that I'm just trained to, to understand the language. You can do it too, but it's harder to be objective. So I would love for you to talk about that in terms of what you learned and also what you teach and how, how do we do that?
1: Right. Um, I think I got the most out of development circles. I don't know about you, but Mm -hmm. the breakout rooms and circle and just, and watching other mediums read too and watching Mm -hmm. them through. Um, that's really helpful because when I first started this journey, I remember wanting to just devour everything I could about mediumship, read every book. I wanted like the cliff notes so I could get to it quickly. And that's not really how it works. It's it's a process of, and I've heard this um, probably from one of my teachers, um, it's an unfoldment. And so it takes time. And um, now looking back, I don't know if you have this experience. Some of my early, early readings were like, blow me out of the water phenomenal yeah. because yeah. I was kind of pre floating and and just it was different. And now I'm a little more structured in the ways in which spirit comes in and the ways in which they communicate. But um I say like whoever you're drawn to to learn from that's your person and you'll navigate and figure out from there oh maybe i'm going to actually learn from this person or that person and everybody reads so differently you know your tools of communication are going to be different than mine so your readings are going to be different and um everybody's kind of sorting out their own you know toolbox of ways of communicating with spirits so um just have fun with it and and sitting with spirit and journaling really early on was Extremely helpful. Like one of the stories I like to tell is um, again my mom. Um, I remember writing down things that I was getting from her and things that she was saying. And because sometimes you are like, is this just my you know like <laughs> dream journal or like grocery list? What's what's coming through today? And um, she said hair things, and I was like, okay, I'm losing my mind. And I think I closed the journal at that point. I was like, okay, yeah, hair things. We're we're I don't know what's going on and then not a week later one of my children so i had her old couch and one of my children dropped something um in the cushions and we couldn't my arm was too big and we finally got my youngest to reach down there and grab what they were missing but first they picked out this plastic container and inside were all my mom's hair things you know and this is like wow, weird, yeah dead and i'm like oh my gosh hair things you know and so like i just think that that can be a really special bonding with spirit and how you read and how you receive information. So I always recommend that as well.
0: <laughs> I love, thank you for that. I also, because I think that's the thing and and sometimes I'm still wrong and I tell my clients, 75% of this, like if I'm really good, I'm gonna be 75% accurate. I know from those mic drop moments where it's like, oh, there's no way I could know. I mean, that is like, come on, get out of town. How could I know that? Um, In fact, the other day I read someone and uh, it was so interesting because it was like her, she wanted to connect with her husband who had passed, but I just was like, some other guy's coming in first. His name's Bob. And she's like, that's my son-in-law's friend. And I was like, well, before anyone starts, he just has to come through because he's jumping up and down saying, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. Because I said he's showing me he passed in a motorcycle accident, and I said, and I won't get graphic, but there was a his head. Let's just and she goes, I, yes. And I said he just because it was so traumatic to the body, and that no one can get that image out. He keeps just saying, no, I'm alive, I'm fine. In fact, he's saying like I just popped out and was fine. Like that's Aww. it happened so fast.
1: And how beautiful is that that we receive messages like that? I'm alive and well. I'm, yes, I'm. Better than ever. I mean, that's so yeah. of uh, profound to me that it's so exactly. commonly communicated that they're alive.
0: Yes. And that he was just like, I know you got to talk to your husband, but we've got all time ta- all day for that. Let's okay. let me just quickly jump in here. And when things like that happen, I'm like, okay, I know that I'm connected. Now I know I'm connected. But yeah. then there might be a couple of things that I might have gotten from my own head. And sometimes those still slip in. Some readings, not it not very much. Some readings I'm like. I feel like I'm in my head. I feel like there's a lot coming from me right now. So w- when you talked about sitting with spirit mm-hmm. and as being a great tool, I, that's what I have that. I do that too. And can you explain to people, what that really means sitting in the power or sitting with spirit. And how does that help us distinguish between our own thought and spirits thought? And
1: I don't Uh, know about you, but I know in this industry, a lot of different people have a lot of different answers (laughs) and suggestions about how things are, um, you know, permanently or like fixed. And I just think everything, I don't think like that. So, um, i've heard people say um and can you repeat the question <laughs> i'm like yeah. no you're good outside my office i'm like they be quiet.
0: yeah no <laughs> but anyway
1: I, um repeat the specific question
0: that sure were- yeah yeah speaking about s- what sitting in the power is and okay. how it helps us distinguish between our own stuff and go. spirit stuff
1: um and sorry about that we can edit that
0: no part. that's fine We're good.
1: <laughs> um okay so i have heard other mediums say meditation is so important. You have to meditate or like, that's a key piece of doing this work. I personally have not experienced that. I have a really hard time meditating um, because I have such an active stuff going on in my head. Um, Five children. Yes. Right. (laughs) Right. So in the shower is where I get a lot of spirit communication, seriously. Um, But Uh, when I like to sit in the power or sit actively with spirit. Um, And I think it's Anthony Maraca who suggested this, um, just asking your spirit team, what do I need to know next about my development or about my life or about what i'm doing i can't remember how he worded it specifically but i find that really helpful and anytime i sit with that intention to meditate it's definitely more active and it's calling on my loved ones and looking for any kind of spirit communication um, that is helpful or serving in some way in life so um, i don't know about you or how you kind of incorporate sitting in the power but it's a very active um, collaborative communication and i don't never know who's going to pop in and um and i've had other moments where like um i've called on my angels laying in bed for some healing or some um profound things like that that take place because it's funny when we do this work i think spirit gives the best advice so we're constantly channeling advice for others and not as often do i take that kind of advice for myself but when i do It is like a, it's amazing when you like ask for assistance or ask for help or ask for healing, how spirit can show up and facilitate that in our lives. Right. So um, that's my long answer to a short. I (laughs)
0: love, no, that's what I want. You're all your long answers. That's why we're here. I love that. I have, yeah. So I love that so much what you said about, uh, oh my gosh, I just, yeah, I went into that zone too oh about about asking for help because i think even as a medium i forget that oh wait a second i can ask for help and like clockwork it always the answers are always revealed sometimes you just have to go oh wait i can ask for clarity i don't have to ask for a specific outcome i don't want to say i please i personally don't i just kind of trust i say i trust your process i understand that this is happening for a reason but can you just help support me and show me the path forward? Show me what I meant to learn and how to best navigate it. So like a couple for the couple days, it's funny, the lunar eclipse everyone's been talking about and the mercury retrograde, normally I, get, I take that all with a grain of salt. Yeah. I don't let it run my life. I don't believe that everything, that just because the moon's in a certain place, like my life is gonna go a certain way. But this time it was like the conversation around, we're gonna be confronted with what we really need to look at, what we need to let go of, what we need to look at. And everything kind of came to a head and I was like, yeah, that's exactly what's happening here. And I was like, you know what? I haven't cried in a long time because I was on antidepressants, anti-anxiety, and I'm now off them and feeling all the feelings. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I need to cry just to get about a million things. Like there's just things that have happened or that I haven't really addressed. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I am, but like, let's just also purge it. And I did that this week where I just finally said, oh, wait, hi, spirit team. Let's work on this together. And I told one of my best friends today, I said, I didn't tell you anything about what was going on because I realized this was something I needed to work on with me in spirit. It was like, I don't want people's opinions or input, or I don't want to analyze it. I literally just need to feel yeah. it. And I think we forget sometimes to touch base with our Inner self, especially when you have five children and a career, and you know, you have to a life to, to live that we sometimes forget to check in with ourselves and just say, Let me communicate directly with spirit instead of asking everybody else what they think. Yeah, right. And yeah. and I and yeah, so tell me about your thoughts on that. Any that you yeah. may have,
1: uh, absolutely. I think it's just sometimes facilitating these messages and doing this work yeah, we forget to kind of turn it on ourselves and use it. And that, you know, we go through stuff. And um, I, my birthday's coming up and every year around my birthday, I treat myself to a birthday reading cause I'm like also medium. Yeah. Check in with other mediums, you know? And like, yeah, all the healing.
0: I love that, that you do that. I, I do it too. I think some, I'm not telling anyone, listen, I'm a big advocate of therapy. I feel everyone could benefit from therapy. We all need to process our stuff. But I personally like to use not on a regular basis. I'm not saying we replace therapy, but there's something therapeutic about sitting with a medium.
1: And healing. And healing. Yeah.
0: Just sitting with someone and and having them hold space for you. And that's why I like what I do. And you can speak. I would love to hear your thoughts on it too. That half of our job, I don't half, whatever. There's no percentage. (laughs) It's just part of our job is grief counseling. But it's Mm -hmm. also just letting people be heard and it's also letting people just talk about their loved one and have somebody listen. And also we get to meet their loved one yeah. and what and that brings them back to life for them. So I'd love to hear too. any. I don't know. I, I don't sometimes ask questions. I just like you to riff on things. Well, yeah, yeah, I was
1: just gonna add to that that. Um, I always hope I do justice to the moment, like, because it can be because it is so healing and it can be so full of so many emotions. I mean, I know you experience this as well. Spirit will often come through, um, saying I'm sorry, or wanting to Mm -hmm. talk about things, um, or advice for their life now. And it can all be a lot to process. So I always just hope I do justice to, That communication, right? And holding the space for the moment and um, being the best, you know, interpreter I can be um, for such profoundly moving moments and healing moments. So, you know, right? It's just such an honor to do this work and to be in that space while people are going through such a transformation.
0: Yeah. And I know that um, I, that's one of those moments of trust where I always. And I'm I know a lot of us do pr- sort of pray beforehand or speak to spirit and just say, please let me be of the most service. Please yeah. let me trust that like it's not about me. Yeah, it's, it's not, not about my to, ego.
1: I always say I'm here to facilitate the healing in this in this um, you know, pocket, right? Like before a session. And that's always my intention of like the first and foremost,
0: you know. Yeah. It's yeah. not, it's like I get excited by the mic drop moments because it's exciting mm-hmm. to have that. Oh my gosh, I just came up with the person's name like they told me their name and i heard it it's Mm -hmm. so exciting but it's not about me and sometimes i do let's talk about this because this is something that comes up for me a lot and i'd love to know your thoughts on it um my ego gets involved and i don't mean it in like an er error like arrogance ego the ego in the sense that a lot of like for example the last few weeks my readings have just suddenly popped like they're Mm -hmm. so strong and i'm like oh my gosh like i'm really there where i where i've wanted to be for myself i'm not competing with anybody but for me i want to be the best medium i can be and we all do yeah for you like for our clients for but but we want to do a good job and it's a sacred responsibility but then i had one where i just couldn't really connect and or and i don't want to say just one i've had a couple yep. you know and then i start to be like ah oh, like maybe I'm not good at this, or maybe I shouldn't be doing this or, um, what did I do wrong? And so I'd love to talk about that when I always check myself and say, it's not about you. Spirit knows what it's doing Yeah. if they need to. So the other, and I'll just say with that one reading, I mentioned, I was sick and I almost canceled, but I was like, I'm just going to spirit said, no, you can do it. Yeah. If they want to come through they. I don't care if you're sick, have a migraine, they will communicate. So yes, please tell me everything. Well, I
1: have a couple thoughts on that. I think every reading is so different for each person because that's how they need it. Because like, we're showing up. We're the same person. We're, you know, I think when I was early developing, I'd be like, oh my gosh, how is the reading different if I got eight hours of sleep versus this? Mm -hmm. If I wear my special crystal (laughs) outfit versus if I have a glass of wine the night before? Like, I would always like compare like hold myself to this standard and based on the reading compare or try to make, you know, because doing this work, right, we always want the best reading for our client, like hundred percent. And um I guess I'm a perfectionist a little bit about certain things in my life and I certainly am about my readings and my work. So if a reading is just subpar or what I consider subpar, which my husband laughs at me. He's like, yeah that's great. Um, I'll do that. I'll go back through all the things I could have done differently. And I think I've come to this place where I'm like, it's just what it is. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes, and, and I've done readings like for group events where I, um, even recently I had a timer and I was doing eight minute readings for people. And, um, and some of the readings were like, I have your mom here. This is what she said, and this and this and this and this, and then the other readings were more like not about bringing a person through, but about leaning into the cards more because I do tarot and mediumship, or it would be about you know their animal coming through and wanting to talk about this with that. You know, it really is what the person needs, and I think there's such, and we learn this in development. There's that triangle of communication, so there's that synthesis of energy that takes place between you. The sitter and the spirit team or the spirit, their spirit people and our spirit people. And so like that kind of has to flow and that word trust that you are using that has to like be there to unfold in this beautiful way for a mic drop reading or, you know, I call them like fire. Mm-hmm. reading. Um, and if something's off and I don't know, I, and maybe it's not right to kind of put it on like, um, maybe potentially where the client's at in their life or what expectations they might bring to the reading. Um, but for whatever reason, sometimes it just is what it is. It's still good. It's not like I'm going to say, you know, and I've definitely gone through moments in time of having um, a bad reading where I'm like, what? And yeah. and, I, and one thing too, that I noticed is like, i had an amazing reading and a not as great or what i would consider maybe a bad reading um up to my standards and then an amazing fire reading after that so i'm like what gives i'm the table myself all three readings in a row how come that one and and i kind of um and i love how you brought up it's our ego because even us beating ourselves up or you know it's about us it's coming from that place of like i could have done this or i could have done that and i really think Sometimes it just is what it is. It's mm-hmm. whatever for whatever reason, it was what it was. And we can't really, uh, I don't really always think it's us.
0: Is that, <laughs> I know, and I, I have learned to understand that. It isn't me because like I said, I almost canceled that reading. Cause I was getting sick and I'm like, I don't feel well, something's off. And then I asked spirit, should I do it? I don't want to cancel. I feel bad, but I'm like, I don't know if I can do this and realized it's not my state. Okay. It's not my health. I feel, I feel terrible right now, but I, I, my vibe isn't high, Mm -hmm. but this, she needed the reading. There's, there needs to be a strong need. I find for it to be really powerful. Sometimes people come to you and I'm like, what I've also learned is sometimes no information is sometimes the absence of information is information in itself.
1: So instead of
0: going, why am I not feeling anything? Why am I not hearing anything? I go. Do you not have very many people in spirit and they'll go oh yeah just my grandma i'm like okay yeah. and was your grandma pretty quiet yes yes that's evidence. okay
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's evidence in itself if i feel nothing okay this isn't a very st- i'm not getting a strong vibe here and also sometimes like and i'd love to hear your thoughts on this because i do it I, I sometimes call my medium friends and i go It didn't connect help me process like what do you think it have been do you like like, let's recap because i feel like i want to explain to this person like why i can't do this so like this person i read is a high school friend and i know a bit about her but not a ton enough that i could read her and her father had passed but two and a half months ago Mm -hmm. some people would say that's too soon i don't like you said i don't think there are rules i don't either sometimes a spirit can come through the while they're halfway out their body you know so Yeah. But for whatever reason, and he was a big personality. I'm like, I'm not really feeling a lot. I got a few little things, but they were so generic. It was like, he's a fundraiser. He, somebody raised money. She's like, we did a GoFundMe. And I'm like, he's thanking you for that. I'm like, there's somebody <laughs> making a blanket out of his clothes. Yes. I'm like, but those are things like everyone does when someone passes. So I wanted something like yeah. bigger. And I just couldn't like
1: not like
0: a yeah. fundraiser or have a blanket made out of my mom's clothes you know what I mean <laughs> that's so true and I and I but it you so you're hard
1: big. on yourself too with readings or you're like yes to like yeah
0: and then I was there were things that she was like no 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 and I'm like am I making the, am I just not in it what's going on and I just said listen we'll try this again another day you know for me it's like if I can't connect I'm not charging you um but I will we'll try it again and you yeah. know whatever but what do like what if just I'm curious, like what are your thoughts on sometimes why? Do yeah. we know? I don't know. And um
1: and another rule bake breaking thing, um, have you ever had mediums talk about like, oh um, I can't if you give me a name, I can't bring through that person. Yeah. And I definitely don't have that rule. Like I, I don't either. have any rules. You don't have to come to a session and keep quiet the whole time and like yeah. go, yes or no. Um, and so I was just thinking of this because I had a reading once where I very, I think just twice in the ever, have I given a refund, um, or not charged. And, uh, one of them, this is one of them. And in retrospect, I shouldn't have. Yeah. uh, But, uh, he wanted to talk to, uh, his family and I was, it was just like pulling teeth, you know, the spirit communicate. And I'm like, why is this, why is it like this? And then at the, at the very like 10 minutes till the end, you know, and I'm bringing through, like, I think it was his sister's boyfriend fire to a T descriptive, like everything about this person. And I mean, it, kind of saved the reading, right? Yeah. Okay. But so what, how do you explain that? Like, why couldn't I connect with his people who he's more invested in and more has these relationships with. And then, but how come I connected with his sister's boyfriend like fire, like instantly. And, um, I think part of it is because it's like, who would we gel with naturally? You know, Mm -hmm. like as soon as we got on here and we're chatting before we started recording, we just gel and click like that would be a really easy spirit communication. That would be really, you know, to get in that pocket. Um, maybe, you know, if, if I, I don't know, I'm just like, maybe if it was like the neighbor and I started talking to them and they were watering, it would be the same. Like, yeah. um, it's just like who we would gel with naturally in life and mm-hmm. how our energy would click in is makes a good reading. And I, so I don't think it's just for the client. I think it's for the spirit people too. Right. Um, yep. I so. think
0: that too, I've said that I've actually told clients sometimes certain spirits, like we're like, like, I posted a video about a reading I did um, on an airplane which I had mentioned to you for this girl Maddie, hi Maddie, and um, I was able to read for five hours without her giving me a single no, everything was so specific, names coming through, the kind of cigarette she smoked, like to the the brand she smoked. It was like, I felt like her mother was just, she was, she was just talking to me like almost and it was, she said, she you
1: needed that. And you would have loved her mom. Probably like she I, said that just sounded same like energy clicked.
0: Yeah. She said, my mom was like, and I knew she, her mom and I are, have similar energy. We're both very open. We love loving communicative and she's I feel her now she's with me a lot too now she stayed with me her mother her mother's one of those that just stays around and every time I say hi to her she comes and she's like hey and she's helping me in my mediumship um to show me because I was having a time of doubt where I had a few bad readings what we call bad readings and even though the people were happy with it and like I didn't have to refund them I'm like "Ah, it wasn't quite what I up to my standards and I was thinking I don't know sometimes I'm like I'm not ready to put myself out there cuz I don't know if I can be fire every time and that's part of it. Yeah. Like
1: it this kind of work isn't like sometimes and and I and I'll have to um real quick just bring up um did you watch Tyler Henry's Netflix documentary? Yes. And do you know how like on the end when he's like scared shitless like going on stage to perform and his palms are yes. sweating and he's Like that's kind of what we do every time we do this work is we put ourselves out there, we jump on the stage and hope that it all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Have you had, I had a dream, I don't know, maybe a year ago where I got up on stage to do a reading and I don't do platform. I'm not at that. I'm starting to feel ready to do that more, but I got up on stage and was like, is there a grandma? is there a banana and everyone and in the audience everyone was going no boo and they were like get off the stage and (laughs) I was like I I'm flout and then I'm in the dream I was like I am faking this I'm a I'm a fraud what am I doing and it's I tell people it's like getting up on stage without a script you have no idea what is this going to be fire or am I going to fall flat on my face most of the time it's either fire or pretty good falling on the face happens a, to- a couple of times and most people in the industry have said it happens to me too it happens to all of us and you have to let go yes and be okay with that
1: and i have a mentor who i love and adore in this industry and she's like um it doesn't matter what other people think about the read. you're doing your integrity you're doing the work and then you have to detach and it doesn't yes. matter what you think after that so <laughs> i love that that's very different than the way i naturally am so i always think of that mm-hmm. to hold on to because it really isn't you know we, we do have to detach and get you know i think we develop a tough thick skin doing
0: this yeah way. we do and fortunately i think part of my not wanting to put myself out there larger scale was that fear of criticism whereas now everyone that comes to me is word of mouth so i know they already have an expectation of trust And so they already like me because the person said, oh, I love her. You're going to love her. And so they come in with a positive feeling. They're not coming in like, let's see what you can do. Let's, you know, it's a test. And so I never feel that way. And even when it doesn't work, they're like, it's okay. I understand. Like they get it and they're not expecting you to suck. So it's, and there's that been that like apprehension about, well, if I put myself out wide, what if I can't, what if I flop in public or, you know, but. It is like that. That's when it comes back to this is work I'm doing for spirit. I do it because it brings me life and I love it and I care about people. And I think it's a really
1: normal process we go through. I think certain times of the year I get burnt out and I question things. Um, I think when we do this work, we have to caretake on an extra level, like a lot of other professions. There's just an extra level of self-care we need to prioritize because of work we're doing and so much of the energetics of it
0: i i love that what's something that when you began to study that surprised you off the top of your head about this work or that you didn't know before
1: um i guess that it can be done
0: yeah right same
1: <laughs> um i mean i always that's what i think i even had a tough time with the word psychic and and using it and embracing it is because growing up. I mean, how many people do you know, like love to poo poo, like Sylvia Brown or people? Oh, yeah. like Yeah. And it's like unfortunate because they're missing the magic. Do you know what I mean? They're missing out on the healing. And so still, I mean, I have friends. I'm from Texas. I have a lot of people who don't believe in mediums or spirit communication, and that's fine. I'm yeah. not doing this for them, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> um, but I think I was surprised by so having said that and that being my perception of like people not only did i have to get over thinking i was crazy now i have to get over other people thinking i'm crazy um i think the thing i was surprised about is that people really embrace it do you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like i'm sure there's people who have opinions behind closed doors but i haven't heard most i haven't heard that um, most of what I get is really warm response and understanding. And I think it's like normalized a little more than it used totally. to be. So that was a welcome surprise. Um, and then the other thing, I mean, maybe this is more specific to just mediums or psychics or people in the industry, but I was surprised at how competitive it it is. Tell me your thoughts on
0: that. Yeah. You t- I would love to hear yours. I, because I'm, I guess because I keep I don't want to say keep small. I don't mean it that way, but because I've been sort of to myself with it, um, in terms of not having put myself out there on a larger scale. I don't feel it, but I've heard because you hear word. So um definitely. I, well, actually, and I'll say this, and then I want to hear, you I do want to hear yours is I've heard of like little interfighting or this person, this medium didn't like me putting this up and interfered and started talking crap about me and whatever. But what do you, what did you Or learn? there's
1: also the like, oh, they do it this way and that's not the way to do it. Or they, oh, yes, uh, whatever. I guess I noticed it more in my development, which was surprising. Like yeah. in those kind of groups, when you're learning from different teachers or like their circles can be really tight and the following yeah. be really specific and, um, it kind of made me back away slowly from all of that and just Mm -hmm. like "Mm," i still feel like really i love development circles and practicing in that way um and there's so many books out there and i love passing on information knowledge that helped me in my journey um but i just think it can be a little bit messy in that development community and also like lifelong students or like, it could just, you know, there's so much to all of that, that um, I think that surprised me a little bit is how, yeah, yeah, kind of catty or competitive. Some of that could be um, if you let it. And I think I just kind of backed away and um, I met a lot of wonderful people in my development journey and I have exceptional teachers that I worked with, but didn't want to deal with the messy parts.
0: (laughs) That's something that I'd like to, I love to bring it, that you bringing that up because I think because of the nature of the work, spiritual people are supposed to be like, supposed to be, we're all light and love. And the thing is, I feel like I am, but, but I am also very human. And we're very um, sensitive.
1: So maybe that's a part of it. So yes.
0: <laughs> we're also sensitive. And if you, this is something that comes up a lot is it's no, like it's a known fact, like if you don't, haven't worked on yourself. Mm-hmm. you can still technically channel spirit it doesn't matter like right. I know people that are hot messes that are great mediums
1: yeah
0: and we're all of course still going through our earth school so we're all stumbling
1: yeah or self-taught mediums I love that too they didn't really yeah. have any mentors or teachers and they're phenomenal
0: absolutely and the, the thing is in any group of people there's there they're, they're, humans that have been through stuff that are hurting that are still haven't worked through their stuff and part of what Monica the medium talked about in her intro in her class as we started was you got to get right with yourself mm-hmm. I believe don't quote me on this because I don't want to quote her but it, I, if I recall it was her class where it was like let's also work on ourselves first because we can't be yeah. of service to you which is true in life yeah I can't be of service to you if I'm a hot mess and I don't have my own stuff straight. Now I can, I mean, the therapist can be a hot mess and still be a great therapist, but it's part of part of the development is also continuing to heal ourselves yeah, and work on ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I heard that also from, um, my teachers, it's so true. And I think we're always growing and developing and hopefully, right. That's always mm-hmm. the intention. Um, so yeah i'm right there with you on board with that i think also talking about the community because i don't want to like say anything negative either yeah um, but i think so growing up in a small town in texas and always kind of feeling like on the outskirts of what i considered normal you know for like small town texas um although i loved my experience and um my friendships i just wasn't you know a cattle rancher and i didn't shoot guns on the weekends and just some of the things that were like uh popular um and then um having this community so once i kind of realized that i could do this work i sort of went in with like rose colored glasses like my people yeah yeah. yay everybody's you know we're all on this journey together and it's just going to be so amazing and phenomenal and just like anywhere else you kind of touched on it you know in any industry at any workplace at any college or whatever place of where there's a lot of people you aren't gonna gel and click with everybody and it isn't like this rose-colored experience so um and i had gotten warnings before going through, like, mm-hmm. I don't know you, I did like, too. Too, And, um, looking back, I wished I'd been better guarded. However, I wasn't. And that's the part that it surprised me, I think is just the competitive nature of some of it when it's like, yeah. there's and even like, I don't know if you feel that just in the community doing this work, I'm so surprised when people become competitive because, or have that any kind of air about that.
0: Yeah.
1: I think there's a medium for everybody. Like, yeah. just like there's a, you know, mechanic for everybody, a dentist for everybody. Like literally, like the more of us, the better for doing this work. Absolutely. And people are gonna be drawn to you if they're drawn to you, not if they're not. Like, I just don't think that there should be competition in this field, but I guess like anything.
0: You're right, and in fact, if I can't read you, I'll send you to a yeah. friend of mine that I know can. I And I love, and I think you're right, community is a double-edged sword, if that's the term. There's, I love it because that's why, even though you and I don't know each other, like we haven't ever hung out or whatever, but I know of you or met, met you in some, in like a development circle or something. Yeah. So I was aware of you and I've seen you and I've seen you on social media, but I'm like, yeah, we follow each other. We follow like, each other. How did we first meet? It was in some, I know it was in a Zoom situation, a Zoom wow. kind of a situation. So it would have been in like a was practice. No. And I don't know who it was, but I know that I like saw you there and was like, I know her because I don't know if I knew you. So, and because of that, I feel affinity with you. Like, and also I see your posts and I'm like, I really like her. You know, you just, like you said, you just, you like someone, you get, you get their vibe. And I, and I like your, I appreciate your authenticity and your, the way that your eloquence and just your groundedness. And there is something so beautiful about being able to just reach out. Like I already know you. Like we already know each other. I get you. I don't I don't have to feel like we're strangers. Um, I've been joking lately that I was like, I, I, I was joking for some reason, like when I die, I know I'm gonna be that person who they're like, she never met a stranger. Ah, <laughs> like yeah. I was like, I don't think of people as strangers. I just never have. I just feel like they're people that I resonate with more than others. But yeah. part of the beauty is that talking with our fellow witchy people, um, is so beautiful because we speak the same language. We don't think it's weird that we talk to spirit. And I love too, what you said about I've been sheltered too from people's hate, like, because I feel like if you're watching this podcast, it's because you, this is something you're interested in. If it's not move it along, it's fine. You
1: don't like what we're saying? What a waste of time. What a waste
0: of time. (laughs) I know. And I recently just had someone that I know, like some person that like, I've always had a good, an, an acquaintance write something. like roll his eye like leave me an eye roll emoji like at something I posted which he was like yeah right or something and I'm just like why even like make a comment if it's not your thing just move it along and it was like it was a video where one of my guests was talking about this beautiful out of like near-death experience she had where I went into the light and he was like yeah right I'm like have you why would you even bother saying anything about it and also why would you shit on somebody's beautiful moment like it just there's no yeah, reason for
1: and it. we all have our own truths like if i mm. learned anything maybe it's age maybe it's being in this yeah city, we all have our own truths that we're yeah. walking through life carrying like sacred to us and like it's
0: sacred mm-hmm. and that's why i i'm not religious but i do not i would not ne- you know i don't put down anybody else's religion i don't i honor as long as it's not hurting anybody and it's a loving thing it's I honor your belief system and I honor atheism. I I used to be an atheist. I, I honor if you don't believe in it, it's okay. And that's your path. And as long as you respect mine, I have one of my best friends is an atheist and he's like, what can I do to support you in your podcast? I'm so proud of you for doing this work. Like he doesn't even believe in it, but he believes in me.
1: That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. I don't know if you find this to be true as well, but like, I don't think I was an atheist. i mean Was grew it? up presbyterian but i remember being a little girl and and making a special meeting with the pastor and and sitting down and really needing to know what happened when we die yeah and he had no answers for me whatsoever <laughs> and i kind of walked out of there like feeling jipped like <laughs> what should know you know yeah and he's like communicates with God like he should be able to tell me what happens when we die um and I think for a lot of years I don't know what I thought or if I thought much um and then doing this work more than ever blow me out of the water am I aware of the spirit world aware of my sense of God and what that means to me. And um, because I trust spirit, I trust what spirit, how spirit tells us (laughs) it's like on the other side and their versions of death and dying and life in the afterworld, you know, or in the afterlife afterworld. Um, So I'm just so grateful for this work too, to personally kind of give me my perception of God.
0: You know, Same. and I, yeah, I wasn't like there was only, I remember in college saying you turn to dust and you die, but I was going through, I was really angsty and smoking yeah, cigarettes in my Doc
1: Martens, too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but then there were, but then I watched John Edward in high school with my mom, like that was our favorite show. And so I must have, but then at the time we were watching the show then some article came out that was like he goes into people's houses ahead of time and like and I then I thought it was fake and I was like darn it I'm disappointed but then it came around again so I think there is that agnosticism plus then when I was depressed and smoking cigarettes in my Doc Martens and you know being like an angsty love addict I felt like you just die and that's it and and uh, but I do I would love to know now that you've done this work I know Listen, I know I always say I don't know but I believe. I can't tell you it's the truth. I just know what what my truth is and what I understand. What does happen when we die?
1: So, I think um one of the things that I have come to understand is that it's different for all of us. Like almost like how we perceive it will be, it is. Uh-huh. Until it isn't. <laughs> or until I don't know, it continues to be. I'm not sure because I have had very religious people show a very kind of religious heavy version of death you know um i've seen people sitting on the the side of god you know and that's their experience um and and angels taking them i've seen um more religious uh I did a phenomenal reading where the the people were very almost like Buddhists or um leaning more towards that philosophy and um it was that kind of experience more so um so if anything and I'll have to bring up my mom again yeah I was with her in the room the day she was dying it took a whole day really once it was the it was clear what was happening and then she did die. Um, And I was with her for those full 24 hours. And it was like, once she closed her eyes and they stayed closed, and she was halfway in still here, it was as if her loved ones were throwing her a welcome party. Mm -hmm. And that's, she was calling out their names and just smiling so joyfully. She was. Yeah, and I mean, okay, so she was on morphine.
0: (laughs) I know, but yeah. but But why wasn't she yelling out? Like I'm at the circus, you know, like
1: she was like, so happy to see people and just so Mm -hmm. joyous. Um, and she really showed me that that's, that's a lot of the experience and especially spirit as well, showing me their loved ones are there. It's a reunion. It's a coming home. It's a, it's that it's feeling, you know, and then the other thing that I've learned from spirit over the years is they'll show me God as this And I can only share my interpretation, right? I don't think I'm the only, this is the only for sure truth 100% right description. But over and over again, different spirit communicators have showed me God as a bright, white, vibrant, words can't even describe the light being color. And then they'll show their own bodies as these light beings and particles of God and oneness with God. And then I think we still are here. We've just lost touch from that. Um, and it feels not as whole or like oneness as we experience on the other side, but they'll show me them so bright and lit up and glowing with God. And and there's parts of the Bible, right? Like I don't remember the Bible specifically, um, but I know Jesus said, I'm a child of God, or I am part of God, or there was this description that I remember from church when i'm young and it's still the same in the way spirit describes it we just kind of i think religion can twist or conform or there's this fear but you know it's a whole different thing um from my experience from my church that i went to um but they didn't have it all wrong <laughs> do you know what i mean exactly <laughs> yeah
0: i think that the re- the only um I don't even want to say problem with religion, but just like, is that it's too limiting? I guess I'm going to say for me, the problem with it is that it's very literal in a lot of ways. Um, And it's like, well, why is this so? Because it's in the Bible. Okay, well, why is it? How did it get in the Bible? Well, it was translated. Well, I'm like, I'm a channeler. And I know that not every single thing that I interpret is correct. It's not, I don't tell you, like, I know that every single thing I just told you is the truth. I just know this is what I'm feeling. This is, and I know that's a, you know someone who's christian could come and say that's not how it works like let me explain it more so i'm ag- acknowledging my lack of education in this area but i know that if it's a channeled work how do we know that every single word is true because there are parts in there that just don't align with what i think you know what i believe god to be
1: have you seen that movie um, monty python's life of brian
0: it's been forever so i don't okay, remember but the do details you remember,
1: i always think of that time where like um, Jesus or God, I guess it's Jesus is on the hill and the people in the back are like, huh? What did he say? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> They're like interpreting as I think he said, you know, and it's a yes. And I always think of that because so much gets lost in translation, just like you were saying. So
0: exactly. And I don't I think that there are and in fact it's like I believe that Jesus is I believe in Jesus. I just personally like the biblical interpretation doesn't feels too too literal for me um and i and i believe in god i just don't think of god as a he or a she i think it's more of a masculine energy when the way that we perceive masculinity in terms of i i hear it described as there's a strong a strength behind it that doesn't feel sometimes it's it doesn't feel masculine or feminine sometimes it's very masculine and but that it's the light it's the energy it's not a form it's, uh, and so it's interesting to think about, but I, I, I generally, that's what, from interviewing your death experiencers, from what spirit tells me, from what you've experienced, we've all put together. God is love as trite as it sounds, or as like cliche, rather not trite, but like as cliche as that sounds, what is God? God is love. Mm-hmm. God is God is love. And we don't have a love like that here. We have love for our children. We have love for our pets, whatever our families, but that love that people talk about on the other side, it's all encompassing Mm -hmm. and it's, you wouldn't hurt another soul because that soul is part of you Mm -hmm. and it's hurting you hurts me. And yet here we hurt each other all the time.
1: What are we getting wrong?
0: Yeah. we're not getting. we're losing sight of the fact that you are me I am you we are all the same even if we look different or we have different belief systems or we are in different socioeconomic classes we really are all one and what um I you know sort of I guess I just want to say based on what I ask my near-death experiencers is what do you want people to know generally about all of this um
1: Well, I love that you just asked that because I was thinking of something I wanted to talk about before you asked that question. Please, yeah. Just that all of their loved ones, our loved ones, um, everybody on the other side just wants us to be happy, just wants us to be content, at peace with that love feeling in our heart and doing what feels good for us um, as long as it's, you know, not hurting anybody else and like I don't know why, you yeah, know, I just felt like the need to add, like obviously um, with integrity and aligned with our uh higher self and our best timeline. Um, just that we're, you know, worthiness is such a thing that comes through in in readings. Um, just not to forget what a blessing this life is, you know? And to really soak it all up and enjoy it while we're here and know that our loved ones are cheering us on from the other side and just wanting us to excel in the best ways possible in what we want. And they just want the best for us.
0: They do, and why are we here? Why are we here in these human bodies on this planet?
1: Good question, question of the (laughs) century. or Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Right. I i wonder it too i wonder what this is all about and how come we're so disconnected from the spirit world and um you know as little ones we're not really taught to embrace it and communicate with spirit i mean i always think like that would be so amazing if and i know i had an open-minded mother but what if we were actually like taught in schools to communicate with spirit to be in touch with our higher self to you know um it could be so different so um i'm not sure Big disconnect, or why we're having experiences here, except to work out different relational patternings and different relational less. I don't like to say lessons because I really think we're here to have fun and enjoy Mm -hmm. it, but it's turned into lessons and feeling constricted. And I mean, we're born into a society. We have to work really hard to pay money just to live here. You know, like it's it's it really has become quite like. I don't know the big answers, but um, I trust that it's for a reason, and I'm going to do my best while I'm here for you know, for myself and everybody and the planet and God and all of that. So yeah, well, no, I don't really I know. I don't. know. I
0: wish everyone had. That. And I know it's hard because I know, as you said, it's it's been hard for me, and I share I share openly about this that part of the grief that I've been going through this week and the sobbing is I realized you know what, I'm in grief. Hello, I didn't even sometimes you don't even know. And it was like saying, I mean, people are going through way worse things, whatever. But my grief is like, I realized I was a successful voice actor. Then I lost my voice. And then I thought when I get my voice back, I'll get back to work. The pandemic happened. Then it was like, okay, once the pandemic's over, and once I get my voice back, I'll be back to work. And that hasn't happened. Because now the industry's changed and all the voice actors are like, our work has dried up. What are we doing now? We have to now have come to Jesus, not pardon the pun, but like, or whatever you want to say, not pun, but you know, the reference it's uh, and I'm like, living here is hard. Like I'm single and I'm trying to pay my bills and the, the career I had isn't working. And I love this work, but it's, you know, I wish I didn't have to charge for it, but I do. And, and all these, like just life things that happen. Right. And, and like people and. <laughs>
1: Well, I don't know about you, but I never see any reference to hell or anything below or anything. No, me neither. So it's like, sometimes I'm like, this is the, harder the stuff. H- yes, it is. And then there's just heaven.
0: <laughs> I agree. I was thinking it's like, obviously my issues are like, just, you know, everyday issues at this moment. Like I'm fortunate that I've lost a few people. I've had some people pass, but it hasn't like, I have a lot of people around me that have yeah. one of my best friends lost her baby to you know and and people that i've clients i've become close with yeah. because we've had this bond and um, they've lost their soulmate you know they've lost a child they've and you think god it's so hard like this is so hard and and yet i do and i do think that 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 us being here is not to suffer some people yeah. are like we're here to suffer now we're here to adapt to the challenges and and for our soul, to to learn how we find love in all of it how we find peace in all of it how we treat one another even though we may be hurting whatever how we communicate all of it and is i think it's in our soul's highest it just helps us evolve and like continue to learn things some
1: sort of evolution of the soul right like i don't Please. know the big scheme but like I, don't know I personally feel like we've done it over and over and over again so yeah. i think with certain family members and, and i don't know i really think it's supposed to be fun and we've just yeah. kind of like lost sight of I, it or i
0: think you're right i think it's yeah. supposed to be we're we're here to love we're here to love we're here to connect we're here to show love And it gets muddled up with life's difficulties. And I think that's why now more than ever, we need spiritual. I don't mean to say, I don't mean to say that like I'm pushing it on anybody, but I think that we can really benefit from a spiritual life if that resonates for for us. And I think that's why it's so important for me to have you share your thoughts, for us to do what we're doing, to have our podcast, to talk about this stuff, because people talk about this as if it's supernatural, paranormal. There's nothing super repair about it. It's Very natural normal. and normal.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. natural
0: and normal. And we've lost sight of that. And I think the reason that you and I have talked about how we don't get a lot of flack about it is because people are more open to it now. And I'm hearing people say, really, that's so cool. Tell me about that. Um, because the more yeah. we
1: can talk about it. It helps normalize it. Right. Because like yeah. there was a time not so long ago when it was different.
0: So yes. And I'll just say that. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and even the other night at dinner i've my dad is a conservative logical pretty much i don't i thought he was an atheist found out he's like a deist but he used to tell me this stuff was hooey and the other night at dinner where he just was like i was telling him about some of my readings my mom and he have been talking about it and and then he goes upstairs and he gets the family tree. He's like well maybe you can talk to some of these people and i was like did I just convince my dad that this is real as he's 82 and moving into that phase of life where death is not immediately around the corner, but he's getting closer. And I was like, did I just like offer him some magic? And so I think it does. And that's why this is called magic is real to, um, shed that, to not shed light, but to share that there, this is a hard time for everyone. A lot of people are struggling, but there is still magic. You just have to be open to it. And thank you for sharing And Tell me your, yeah, I'd love to hear your, your final thoughts um, I was just
1: going to say, and it's up to us to go find it because like, it's worth it and we're worth it.
0: I love that. Thank um, you, Pearl. And, and you can be reached at your readings for Pearl.
1: Um, readings by Pearl. So By www.readingsbypearl.com you can follow me on instagram readings.by.pearl and also i have a facebook page um i also do a podcast with my fabulous friend who's also a medium um erica and it's called spirit guided and um yeah if you just check out my website occasionally i post different events and things that i'm doing so um thanks for giving me this platform to speak on that. And thanks for having me on. This was just really fun. This is so fun too. Thank
0: you, Pearl. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening with an open heart and mind for your likes subscribes, leaving comments below and sharing with like-minded friends. Your support means the world. And I could not do this without you.